The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Welcome to the program. It's Beyond Reality. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being here tonight. We've got some fun ahead of us tonight. We're going to be talking with Erica Sotos. Erica is a psychic entertainer and a mind reader. We're talking about the powers within, exploring our magic through memory, telepathy, and empathy. And it'll be a great discussion. I'm looking forward to talking to Erica. It's the first time she'll be on our program, so it's always exciting. Uh, I, I want to talk about something that actually came up when I was watching the news earlier, and I did a little research about it, and it, I'm finding it very, very interesting. We talk about conspiracy theories on this program a lot, and uh, we have some that have some merit, and we have some that you would scratch your heads and say, why is anybody even talking about this? But we error them all. We let people say their piece, present their evidence, whatever it happens to be. And uh, many of them um, kind of get legs of their own, but it stays within the, whether it's social media or just the internet in general, it seldom spills out into the mainstream media. There is a conspiracy discussion going on that is not being confined by the mainstream media or, or into the internet, and it actually is spilling out into the mainstream media. And I find it very interesting because it's happening very, very quickly, although there's still many people saying there's nothing to it. And what the conspiracy is, it relates to the coronavirus, and you probably have heard this. There are people now contending that the coronavirus was actually a biological weapon that the Chinese uh, inadvertently let loose, let escape. And in fact, the Washington Examiner, Examiner, a reputable newspaper, has just wrote an opinion piece saying, was coronavirus a bioweapon? We don't know, but history shows us we can't trust China. The um, discussion in this particular article presents some evidence that there are reasons to believe that's possible. But it doesn't stop there. There are headlines in other places. Uh, This one is an op-ed also published, what's today, the 18th yesterday. It says, bombshell Chinese study fuels conspiracy of coronavirus being a bioweapon. Evidence is mounting that coronavirus originated in a Wuhan lab. That's according uh, to a Chinese university that's the latest to make that claim. And what makes it even interesting is that the study indicates that it could have started in the lab that's only 300 yards away from the seafood market in which most uh, Chinese officials have said that was actually the source of the infections, the first infections. And, in, and because of the way the Chinese government has lied and, and withheld information, it's actually fueling this idea that this virus was some type of biological weapon. We're going to get somebody on to talk about this. I also find it funny that uh, there's an, all, an article, where is this one? This one's showing up on in the national interest. I'm not sure, quite sure what this is. But it says some in Russia think that the coronavirus was actually a U.S. biological weapon even though it started in China. Not sure. Um, But we're going to get somebody on to talk about this because this is coming out of the gates rather fast. And I tend to think that, uh, you know, when when something uh, gets to the mainstream media and moves that quickly, that uh, there might be a reason to pay a little bit more attention to it. So we will be looking at this, and we're going to find somebody who can come on and talk about it because I find it interesting, but I also find it uh, concerning, rather alarming. 
Now, if, if you think that we are not in labs in the United States working on biological weapons, then you're probably naive because I think that most major countries are doing that. They have to. Um, hopefully, there never, never comes to a point where any of this is used, and hopefully none of it escapes here in the United States, although some people think Lyme disease is one of those one of those diseases, uh, and others, in fact. Um, but either way, we're going to get somebody on, on the program who's got an expertise in this to talk about it, because uh, I would imagine over the next few weeks we'll get a lot more information. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Keep your eyes open. See what you see. Maybe you've got some uh, input as well. Uh, when we bring Erica in tonight, again, Erica is a psychic entertainer and a mind reader. Uh, at some point, we're going to take a few calls. We won't take many. But we'll take some phone calls. I think she's going to do some mind reading for some of our listeners. And write down the number now. It's 607-282-4029. 607-282-4029. And uh, I'll let you know when we start taking those calls. Uh, but like I said, we're only going to take a couple because uh, we've got quite a, a number of things to discuss with Erica tonight. And that'll take up a good chunk of the show. It'll be later in the program. Um Make sure you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is, of course, very, very important to us. It's the hub of our online community. Go, go to YouTube and search for J.V. Johnson. When you find it, hit the subscribe button. Also, make sure you hit the notification icon because that will alert you when we go live or when we upload bonus content, which we do all the time. The YouTube channel has about 500 back episodes, and they're all there for your viewing and listening free of charge. Also, find us on our, your favorite podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I think we're on basically all of them. Just look for Beyond Reality Paranormal. Subscribe to the podcast. That'll give you an opportunity to uh, get the show automatically downloaded in case you miss one of the live programs, whatever it happens to be. Makes it nice and easy and convenient. All right, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll have our guest. Erica Sotos is our guest tonight. She is a psychic entertainer and a mind reader. We'll be talking about the powers within, exploring our magic through memory, telepathy, and empathy. It's beyond reality. We'll be right back. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But tonight we're talking with Erica Sotis. Erica is a psychic entertainer and a mind reader. We're going to be talking about the powers within, exploring our magic through memory, telepathy, and empathy. Erica, welcome to Beyond Reality. Great to have you with us tonight. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I have to ask, before we get much further in this, I know you're not a doctor, <laughs> but I, I have learned something over the course of my tenure here at this program. This whole mind over matter thing is a real thing, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't, I don't buy into all of it. I mean, I don't know if you're talking also about the power of like attraction, which I'm less into, but I do believe in the powers inside of us. Of okay. course, and our well, mind is part of that. What I'm specifically asking about, I've had this horrible pain in my heel for the last couple of weeks. It's getting worse, and I want mm. somebody to help me solve this problem because I almost, I almost think it's in my head. I don't know. I, you probably have no experience with heel pain. 
Okay, so I'm going to go into that right now if you want. But I have to say, first of all, I'm not a medical intuitive. Like, I'll get people asking me about cancer and lots and lots of stuff. And I, I know medical intuitive, so it's very specific. I don't love getting medical advice, but I think we can go to your heel because it's really? kind of actually, benign. I was actually joking, yeah. but if you've got something to offer, I'd love to hear it. Oh, <laughs> if anyone asks me anything, I have to, right? <laughs> Which was the beginning of the interview. I mean, you're serious about your heel, right? Yeah, Maybe my heel, that it's, hurt, my, it's hurting you. Okay. My right heel so has been hurting you. Yeah. You're right. Mm. Okay. So, right. So, um, right is giving, left is receiving the side of our bodies. And, you know, our heel, it like kind of stops us. I'm wondering if there's a way someone in your life has been, like, asking you to do a lot of things. You're having a hard, you're just giving, 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 and you're like, I really want to receive more. Does that speak at all wow, to, like, does. what's going on? Sure. Is that, yeah, it does. Yeah, because I, w- I would look at it, like, from, like, that energetic perspective. I really believe in the energies in the body. So I don't think, like, necessarily that you're making it up because it's kind of like people say, you can't feel sad. When you feel something, you feel what you feel, whether it's justified or not. But I think maybe being aware of the energetics behind your pain, it's going to start to dissipate, I really think, by the new moon, which is um, pretty sure this weekend. So wow. I think it's going to get better. To start receiving, try to nurture yourself. I love hearing and that because guy. I thought you were going to tell me I had to go buy more expensive <laughs> shoes, and that was not something I wanted to do. Um, Erica, tell me, what, tell me what a psychic entertainer is. What do you define that as? Yeah, so I use psychic entertainer specifically and not psychic, although I do do private readings, um, because I believe my medicine is performing on a stage. I mean, I, I do all kinds of entertainment, um, and I feel like when people are having fun, when they're laughing, when they're in an altered state, right, when they're like the name of your show, beyond reality, kind yep. of, mm-hmm. they can heal, they can open up their creativity in different pathways. So I really like to entertain, even though in my stage shows, people, I mean, sort of like the heart of my show is people think of questions and I have a crystal ball and they look at my crystal ball and I'm like, okay, there's a woman and her name begins with a C, Kathy, she has a question. And so I answer it in front of like 50 people and it creates this kind of group empathy, but it's, it's also a performance and I do like, you know, predictions and telepathy and things. So it's more, is that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so, so you take you take you take these psychic energies which you have and you and you use and you you incorporate them into a performance. Right. Well, I Is think that, that I don't. Yes, and I like to say I don't have any abilities that everyone isn't capable of. So really, that's why my show is called The Magic Within. It's about everyone's powers, kind of, and that's another reason I'd rather not take like tell you what's going to happen i'd rather inspire people to believe in magic their own magic we have a lot yeah it does and we have a lot of psychics on the program um and many of them take you know what they do uh, quite seriously we don't always take it i mean we take it seriously but you know we always not everybody takes it seriously i guess is the point however they will always say that when i ask the question is this something you're born with or does everybody have it is it is it a case of nurturing these sensitivities to be able to use them and recognize them and i think every single one of them has answered these are things that everybody has inside them oh that's great i'm so happy to hear that they say that that's great and you agree I with agree. It? and you agree with that oh wholeheartedly yeah of course of course so mm-hmm. uh then the next question is 
how did you become a psychic entertainer? Or maybe more specifically, when did you start recognizing that you could actually access these sensitivities and use them, whether it's for performance purposes or actually doing readings for people? Well, I, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, as we get older, how a lot of interests that we've had kind of weave together. I guess that's one of the blessings of getting older. <laughs> like, um, when I was young, I, I had forgotten this, actually, like for 20 years, but I would see spirits and elements and stuff, and I used to, like, talk to fairies. I had an extremely uh, dysfunctional, traumatic upbringing, and so I think it was definitely an outlet for me. Um, and so I would talk to these, quote-unquote, invisible friends, And then as I got older and when I was in college, I joined a coven and, you know, then I kind of expanded. I mean, I was, I was brought up Jewish and I guess you'd call me a Jew witch, but now I've explored like so many religions. (laughs) I like went to India for a long, long time to become enlightened. And the more you talk to me, I'll realize I don't believe in enlightenment. I failed. I am a person still, but, um, and then like I actually became a professional magician and so I'm also a magician. Like, I know how to do trickery, um, I guess you could say. And then I realized that in the magic world, which is so dominated by men, um, and, you know, I know some great male magicians. I'm not saying anything negative, but it's all about showing off. It's, and some of them don't even believe in real magic, which is so weird. It's like your profession is about magic. So I realized how needed I was. And that's when I found mentalism and psychic entertainment and so it kind of weaved. I mean, I, I have had my first tarot deck for 32 years, you know, so I've been into divination for a really, really, really long time. And now, of course, I've spun back around with the nature elementals. And so I always say my passion is where real magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, meets performance magic, M-A-G-I-C. Like, I love both the magic, <laughs> you know. We're going to get into that in a little bit as well. Um, but I want to go back to something okay. you said. You said you were part of a coven for a while. So at some point, and maybe yeah. still, uh, you considered yourself a witch? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, definitely a witch. I mean, I'm a lot of things. I, I like to say, like, I'm more, like, pagan because I think Gaia, the Earth, is my mother. And that's mm-hmm. how I receive. You know, I mean, if people want to become more intuitive and experience more magic, I mean, nature is where it's at. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I like to think of myself as a witch. I don't use it all the time, but, oh, yeah, for sure. Every, all, all kind. Kitchen witch, nature witch, <laughs> so, divination witch. So as a, magi- <laughs> as a magician who, and you, yeah. you, you use the word trickery, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a form of uh, sleight of hand in that, in that use. Um, those who uh, consider, them some wi- consider themselves witches talk about witchcraft and magic with a K often, you know, at the end of the word, um, which they Correct, yeah. very sincerely believe in. Uh, do you believe in both? Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. What's the difference? Yeah. Obviously, one one is yeah. maybe a show, uh, a performance. The other is something else. But wh- wh- what's the difference? Explain it. Well, yeah, and they can bleed together. I mean, I think, again, where my passion is, is where they intersect. But I would say, I mean, if you look up, which, of course, I have many times in my life, I love etymology and language because I think that words have shifted in their meaning, and if you look at the origins, but magic means, you know, influencing events, right? Supernatural forces, um, wonderful, exciting, transformative you know, a lot of those things that I would imagine a lot you and a lot of listeners to your shows believe in, right? Like the extraordinary, like sure. what is beyond the no- the normal and what we see in our everyday. 
And so I think when people use the word magic with the CK, they're obviously talking about um, my ability to create something with my mind or a person's ability to heal with touch. It's a more kind of seeing um, my ancestors and, how you know, like my spirit guides and having them move reality. Like that is what, and then when people say magic, they're talking more about a magical experience, which could be magic with the CK, right? But it could also be like, say you went on a vacation and it was amazing with someone you loved and it was super freaking magical. What are you talking about there, right? And that with a C is usually the same as a magic show. So really, for me, it doesn't matter if it's a C or a CK, like, because I kind of think they're the same. And when people experience a really badass card trick, they're, they believe in magic, right. even if the person isn't even claiming to be a, like a wizard, you know? And so... Like, they're very related. <laughs> and then you could do magic like dry, like a dry witch and not even be moved. And is that really magic with the CK? You know? When These are I, great questions. I love them. Yeah, when I, when I was about, uh, I don't know, let, let me, let's say eight years old. I'm not even entirely sure. I asked for and mm-hmm. received a magic kit. For Christmas one year. I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. I realized, though, that it was a lot more work than I had thought it was going to be because you actually had to learn how uh, to do these things. And, you know, so there were about three of the tricks that I used to perform all the time for my parents. You know, it was making the penny disappear kind of kind of stuff. Um, you know, right. but, but that did not put me on a path to become a professional magician. Obviously, somewhere you found that path. What made you follow it? Yeah, thank you. And I mean, I know it's my interview, but I'm curious to ask you, can I kind of reflect something back or ask you, JV, is that cool? Yeah, sure. Was it the work? That's why you didn't want to do it? It was just like too much work or you just didn't feel drawn to it? You know, I, I was actually fascinated by the concept, but when I realized I had, they actually had a manual and I had to like read through the manual to figure uh, out how to do some of these tricks and they were far more complicated than me just waving the magic wand over the hat, you know? Um and I and I just I just couldn't I couldn't commit my I was okay. not much of a reader as a kid I mean I I am now Got it. but as a kid if it if there were a lot of words involved I would rather go uh, go run outside and do something. Got it. Okay, so I'll answer your question and just to, to to kind of reflect back. I mean, for magic and like you know just talk about sleight of hand magic. I mean, it's like five hundred hours to do a move sometimes of practice. Like it is really impressive. Sure. And I find yeah. that magic too. Like you can't do something and you practice, practice, practice and you know, it creates this. But just to answer your question, um, I actually am atypical where most magicians, like people who do magic shows, did it when they were little and kind of stayed on the path. And there's many, many discussions. Like, I'm really interested in women in magic, and I have a whole presentation. And I'm actually co-writing a book on women in magic with someone that's really exciting. But uh, for a lot of guys, they have these reasons that they stay in it. But I was actually an adult. I'm a theater back, like a theater person, and I've always loved, like, I went to Greece to research the ancient theaters. I've always seen theater as ritual and theater as healing and stuff or transformative. Um, And so I was already probably in my 30s when I realized that magic was speaking to me in my twenties, I was a professional clown and I, I, and then I created characters. I was, cause I love fairies so much. And I, I would like to say I was a fairy delegate. I was playing like all different kinds of fairies at parties and stuff. And so, um, and then I realized the magic community needed me. And then I went to magic school and one thing 
it wasn't, it was cool, but it was no Hogwarts. I really wish it was Hogwarts. But anyway, so I, I, you know, just, so I was already an adult, but then I remember when I was like eight or nine years age, I also got a magic kit and I did magic for like five years as a kid. And I would charge like a penny. There's like pictures of me with this plastic top hat, but I forgot about it for like 20, 30 years. <laughs> it's funny. I think maybe if I had a cape with the kit, I would have been happier. I think I may have stuck with it a little bit longer if it came with a cape. A sheet. Someone should have given you a sheet, dude. Well, I, I, any sheet. I used to put a towel around uh, myself, and my mother would safety pin it around my neck, and I pretended I was Batman. I did that a lot. but uh, yeah. Aww. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, and I know that you've done some work on this, and you mentioned you're writing a book about it, but why is it what, there seems to be a real gender disparity when it comes to magicians? Obviously, a lot of men, uh, I, I don't know of a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we could talk for 12 hours about this, but I'll just try to make it succinct. Um, so magic is funny. It's one of the only professions where gender bias is actually built directly into the art form itself, right? So the assistant, the sexy assistant, is actually used as misdirection often, and she's doing all the work, right? So she's in the box, contorted, whatever, and the guy's like, I'm amazing, right? So there's there's a lot of reasons, um, and if I was featured on NPR in a story exploring why women magicians are so rare, and if you Google it, I can tell you what all the men say, that uh, magic is geeky, women don't like geeky things. It's just like the STEM professions. Men say that, like, women don't like mechanical things. You know, magic can be gimmicky, right? And so, but that is untrue. That We know that that's not why women aren't in science, and now they're encouraging women in the STEM professions. Um, it's, so, you know, women don't have role models, first of all, right? So if a little girl is growing up and she's like, Ugh, I love magic, but I don't feel like wearing high heels and going in a box, so one, she doesn't see it, but that's changing. More and more women are getting into magic. A lot of guys also say that, which I think is hilarious. They say, like, this is going to be cool, right? Let me pull a quarter out of your ear. Guys say, girls, boys get into magic to impress girls. I don't really know how impressive it would be as a nine-year-old, but anyway. Um, so, and that girls don't have to, but I think it's that they don't have role models and they're not encouraged. But that's really shifting. And there's been, t- we have 900 women magicians from like a long time ago in our database for our book. And we have very little information about some of them, but they're just not well-known, and they're not welcome. I mean, women weren't even allowed in the magic clubs for, like, like a really, really long time. When you say a you long, know what I when mean? you say you have 900 women uh, in your book or in your reference uh, for your book yeah, from a, a long time ago, like, are you talking about, like, are you talking about, like, are you talking about throughout, like, in the last couple hundred years? Is that what you mean? Yeah, there's, like, women in the 1800s. And there's women in the 1900s, you know, like, like there's such badass women in the 1800s, like, incredible. Like, we found news clippings of, like, a woman, and she was, like, a psychic, like, a mentalist, basically. And she was reading, I don't know, tea leaves or something, you know. The women have always been around. And they've been the spiritualists. And that's what's funny, right? Most, a lot of psychics, statistically, probably more women in magic, it's more men, and I think it's because women are more drawn to empathy and telepathy and story, and so a lot of the guys, it's like, look how amazing I am. I mean, magic is kind of like playing God, like, I can do this, and so it's very, like, it's kind of masculine in that, I mean, stereotypically, but women bring a whole amazing, you know, skill set to the art form, Yeah, and I'm going to... 
Go ahead. Tell everybody about yeah. them. <laughs> and that's, and that's, yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> that's the book you're writing now? That's the one you're writing now? I'm sorry, what did you say, Davey? That's the book that you're writing now, the book about that particular topic? Yeah, I'm co-writing it co-writing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. with another person. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's know, one thing, I, one thing mm-hmm. I find interesting, and, and you kind of addressed it in that answer, uh, but the spiritualist movement was started by essentially the Fox sisters in upstate New York. Um, right. And there's a, there's a spiritualist community called Lilydale outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, and I've mm-hmm. been there a number of times, and there's a lot of women practitioners there of this spiritualist stuff, whether it's psychic or whatever it happens to be. Um so there is a heavy presence in the spiritualist part of this equation for women, but they never really seem to, or, or at least in a popular uh, pop culture sense, never seem to be able to make the transition into being the performing magicians. Um, but I, I look at somebody like Harry Houdini, who I, I've just I've I've always been fascinated with his life and him as a person. Um, and that whole vaudeville circuit, were there women magicians in that vaudeville circuit that you found in your research that we just hadn't heard about? Oh, yeah. Oh, many, many, many. Yep, yep. And so what is the most fascinating but also kind of frustrating is, you know, you could imagine vaudeville was so long ago, so there's not that many records. And so, you know, we want to rewrite the women back into history or history, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, you'll find all these documents like, you know, Mr. So-and-so and his wife, Mr. So-and-so and his wife. And we know that a lot of those women are not assistants. Like, there's a lot of information where, you know, we'll find these, and we're doing so much research, and it's like, she did her own second sight act, or like, you know, she was blindfolded on stage, and they would hold up objects, and she would know what they were. And that's pretty amazing. And But they were actually solo female um you know, magicians, mentalists, and of course, spiritualists. And there was a woman, I mean, it's amazing, I'm not recalling her name, but she was psychic with a tea kettle. She had a tea kettle and like the way the water boils. I mean, there's some fascinating stories, like, like, um, I love it. Like one woman had a troop and she killed someone. I mean, not that that's awesome, but it's just the history of women is actually rich, I think. We just don't know about it. Yeah, I find that really neat. I'm also uh, I've always been fascinated in the vaudeville stuff. Um, you know, there was a time yeah, where there were so many talented people performing all over the place, and uh, it seems kind of magical to me. We have to go to break in just a minute here. Um, before we do, you you have a book now called "The Empath Journey to the Magic Within." What's that book about? Oh yes, I do. Thanks for asking. So that book is about experiencing more magic in our lives and tapping into our own personal magic. And it is full of divinations, as well as rituals, exercises, meeting your future self. Um, it's a very artistic book. It has a lot of illustrations. I kinda, it, it, um, a very talented woman I know kind of you know, helped with the art for it, and it kind of takes you on the empath, uh, which is four phases, empty, embrace, embody, imagine, and it's how to experience more magic in your lives as well as your own personal magic. By the way, if you're listening to this show as a podcast, please check out our YouTube page as well. Go to YouTube and search for my name, J.V. Johnson. When you find it, subscribe. Become part of our YouTube community. There's about 500 back episodes of the program on the YouTube channel. 
Uh, also, some special content, and uh, we do uh, some other, I guess, bonus content, whatever you want to call it, but it's all there for free. Just subscribe when you go to JV Johnson on YouTube, and also click the notification icon. It gives you an opportunity to get alerted when we upload content or we stream live or whatever it happens to be. Tonight, we're talking with Erica Sotos. We're talking about her work as a psychic entertainer and a mind reader and a mentalist. And I've got to ask you, Erica, about a mentalist. What does that word mean? Is that an overreaching word for all of those other things we've been talking about, or is it something different? Yeah, I mean, people know that word because I guess there was a TV show called The Mentalist, which I never saw. But um, I, have you ever seen it? You know what? I don't think I have, but I, I vaguely recall it existing. So if you Google mentalist, you're just probably going to get pages and pages about the TV show. I mean, generally, like I would say a mentalist, and I have seen it used in ways that it could be used interchangeably with psychic, but generally someone like the other people who come on your show say psychic, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it, um, you know, just like kind of a therapy, right, to help people, to move people, to coach people. So often mentalism is used as a form of entertainment, or it could be a reading, but it's generally like mind magic or something, how people would use it. So, I mean, it is one of the many things that I am, a mentalist. Is, was, I kind of like the word, but it's people don't really know what it means. Was uh, Uri Geller a mentalist? Yeah, you'd probably call him mentalist. Metal bending generally would go under that category, I would say, because right. it's with your mind, right. powers of the mind. Right. So I also noticed on your website that you do a lot of this stuff, all these things we've been talking about already tonight, and you do them like at uh, for corporate presentations or, or team building or some type of inspirational discussions. How does that work, the work that you do, uh, get applied to helping businesses? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. That's actually my one of my favorites. Well, I do a variety of things for corporations. I mean, I can do all kinds of conferences and meetings. And again, a lot of people are kind of burnt out on their jobs, right? They they have lost inspiration. They don't feel moved. They don't they can't think outside the box. And so by my coming in and presenting, performing, it's kind of a mix of both. And I love customizing. That's also part of my magic because, you know, so much of what I do as a performer is alone. But then I'm on your team, and so I'd find out your issues, what's, you know, struggling, and then I would um, customize my routines, my presentation, what I say, with, you know, thinking outside the box, right, how to enchant people. And so then I get them ready. So, like, if I was going to present at the beginning of a conference their mind is completely blown. Like, wow, if she could, you know, read our minds, if she could levitate that table, if she could, you know, all these things about our company and magic, what is possible? Anything is possible. And so, or then if I close out the conference, I can tie everything together. But then as far as like smaller corporations, team building, it's awesome. Because think about sales, right? If we were telepathic and had a great memory, think how great our salespeople would be, right? And so I go into corporations and I help people, you know, deepen their telepathic abilities, their empathic abilities, and their memory. Um, I have, I have this, I do super memory routines where I'll have people yell out 20 objects and I'll memorize them in 10 seconds, or I'll get the Time magazine and memorize it in two hours, hand out the pages, and then describe what's on the page to a T. And so in sales, people never can remember. But if you could meet people and remember 
their name, their kids, where they work. I mean, it's all about relationships, right? And then it's team building. I have them do exercises, telepathy exercises with each other, empathy, memory, so it, it creates cohesive, healthy work environments. Yeah, it's very beneficial. I thought maybe you were going to say you make the boss disappear, because that'll make them all happy. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, it would be mayhem. But at least you didn't say, oh, God, when I was first getting into magic years ago as an adult, I can't tell you how many times men would say, can you make my wife disappear? I'm like, uh, I'm not sure she, I should make you disappear. Like, so yeah. you mentioned two words uh, about people becoming um, telepathic and empathic. Why is that important? Yeah, um, so pathos, right, those words are taken from Greek. Pathos means feeling. So telepathy telepathy is distant feeling and empathy is in-feeling. And we definitely are in a culture right now where we're not, we're not really in our pathos, right? So when we're in feeling, when we can feel what others need, want, sense, our relationships improve, um, we, you know, we experience less stress. And we create a more cohesive environment. We could have peace. We could solve the world's problems if we could understand what is going on for those around us, if we could learn to listen, right? I mean, it's beneficial. And then we're more creative, too, because we're more open, and we feel less lonely because it's not all about us, and we realize that we're in this together, you know? And that helps us. And that's important. Yeah, that that helps us uh, in a lot of different ways. I mean, I uh, it would be difficult for me to articulate to articulate the number, but I bet you can. I mean, I can understand how that would just bring a lot of this together. You mean telepathy and empathy would bring everything together? Yeah, Is that what yeah. you mean? Yes. Is that? Yeah, definitely. It would. It's all because it's really about connection, isn't it? And I mean, I don't know how often on your show you talk about energy, but I imagine that you would talk about it a lot because yeah. a lot of the, um, you know, non-physical entities are made of energy, right? And so our thoughts and our feelings are made of energy. And then everything is connected. We feel supported. We feel love. I mean, I don't want to be cliche, but love really is an important emotion, you know, and we're not angry all the time at others because we understand that it's not just about us. We have empathy and telepathy for those around us. And then, of course, things are smoother because, you know, I mean, I don't know, the words account for, like, I don't know, 5 to 10% of communication. You know, and then, of course, it's micro-movements in the face and yeah. tone of voice, but a lot of it is just an energy. You know, when someone's saying something, but you know what they're saying is not right, like, what is that? Yeah, you, you know, know? Uh, th that is a phenomenon <laughs> that I find absolutely fascinating, and I, we, we often have conversations about, um, you know, that that stereotypic, not stereotypic, I guess a cliched moment where you walk into a room and you can just tell the person in the room, whoever it happens to be, is angry. You didn't see their, you didn't, you didn't really see, they didn't say anything. There's no reason that you know they're angry that's overt, yet you know they're angry. And it has to be part energy. It has to be part, as you said, micro movements in the face or micro facial uh, indicators and body language or maybe pheromones as well. I don't know. But it's something, there's something going on that makes us understand things and people around us that's far greater than our conscious mind. Uh, gets. I mean, it's it's far deeper than that. 
Right, exactly. And, you know, I mean, bringing it together, like, and life just feels better. I mean, believing in magic and sensing magic and knowing that there's something more. Like what you just said, when you walk in and you know someone's angry, you know, and you're picking up on that in different ways, right? So people who want to develop their, call it psychic abilities or telepathic abilities, discovering how we pick up on information you know, being very aware of that. Like, I always say I have psychic smell. Like, I can smell things that aren't there, and that's information for me. Like, what, you know, if I smell something and I'm with someone, that's a sense. And for you, maybe it's like a gut thing. You're like, they're angry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's good that yeah. you know that. Well, it's it's a warning, that, it's a warning yeah. system. It's a defensive mechanism. It's a protective uh, mechanism. I mean, it's all those things. That's exactly right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, with telepathy, they actually say, or they, you know, the great day in the sky, but <laughs> there's the sender and the receiver. And so as people, if they want to become more telepathic, I mean, that angry person is doing telepathy too, right? So they're sending something. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can use that positively, right? We can, it's like how animals communicate, right? In pictures. Mm-hmm. And not words, always. <laughs> and sometimes we call them vibes, right? Send me good vibes. Or I feel I feel some bad yeah. vibes in this room, right? I mean, that's kind of another way that people describe it. Yeah, mo- vibes, right. Mojo, like <laughs> good mojo, bad mojo, exactly. So if these are important things, uh, telepathy and empathy skills, how can we improve them? Is there a way that we can actually improve them for ourselves? Oh, definitely. So, I mean, meditation is freaking awesome. So for you and your listeners, like if you don't have a meditation practice and you want to open up your psychic centers in any way, or even just experience less stress, meditating is freaking awesome. So, you know, you can create an altar or not. You could meditate in bed. There's very many ways to meditate. So there's that, right? Part of the reason that we're not aware, right? Which is why in relationship people like, you know, how have you not known I've been upset for three weeks? Because the person's, like, completely out to lunch, right? They're not aware at all. They're, like, on go, 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 go. So um, slowing down, paying attention, and it's really fun to practice with a buddy. So you could get someone, and then you decide who's the sender and who's the receiver. And it's really nice to start it together in a room, and then you can get further and further away and decide what you want to visualize. So say I was going to send something to you. I, would have, I was the sender. You were the receiver. I would imagine a tube from the center of my mind to your mind. And the thoughts, you know, I'd say, like, okay, we'd start really simple. Like, I'm going to send you a color. And so I'm sending it, sending it. And then we would practice that way. And then we would switch. You'd send me something. And we could do foods. We could do, um, you know, and then you could get more and more advanced. Like, okay, during the day, between hours of 2 to 4, I'm going to send you a number. Just be aware, right? So you can play these games. And then trusting ourselves. I mean, trusting ourselves is key. Our culture, again, not having empathy and telepathy, you know, doesn't even teach us to have empathy for ourselves. So, you know, we were really in a need of empathy. <laughs> and so um, trusting ourselves, going with our gut, and using our imagination. It's really interesting when I do readings or I do readings in a show and people are like, they want something very, very literal. 
But I would imagine with your other guests, too, a lot of this, like, psychic phenomenon, it's not always very, very literal. And so trusting imagery and trusting voices and knowing how you pick up on information and being really creative. Like, I tell people with fairies, too, like, if it helps to use your imagination, I mean, who says the imagination is not real? I believe it's real. So (laughs) it's real. Um, I mean, your show's called Beyond Reality, so I'm sure that's making you think things. But So, yeah, I mean, we can totally develop our telepathy. Oh, another fun exercise is, like, say you're going to turn on the TV. Um, I just have Netflix, so I don't have like, commercials. But if you have, like, regular TV and there's a commercial that's on, say, okay, I'm going to turn on the TV and this commercial is going to be on. Test yourself. In the morning, write down three things you think are going to happen during the day. And then at night, look at it. Right? You, and you'll be shocked at how good. And then, because it's really about noticing, isn't it? I yeah. think we, yeah, how much, we don't notice. How much of that is, is, and maybe it's the same thing. Maybe you're, you're, you mean it's the same thing. But, I mean, we can, you know, perceive uh, patterns and trends and behaviors. Like, if you were to ask me what three uh, commercials I'm going to see next, on the, I'm, I'm going to be able to tell you pretty well because I watch the same program every night oh. <laughs> and the same commercials come on, right? So I'm, uh, that's something that I've just learned. It's not necessarily that I'm connected to it. So is there a difference between those two things? You mean the fact that it's the same commercials? Like, are you, oh, I see. Well, I think you're aware because I would be curious to ask someone that you know who watches the same show who's like, you should ask someone who you know watches that show, who you know is, like, sort of checked out. I mean, you're interested in the paranormal, so you probably, I would imagine, pay attention to things, period, right? Like, weird things that happen and, co- you know, what people would call coincidences. I like to call synchronicity. You know, you're pay- so, yeah, I mean, maybe there are the same commercials, but some people don't pay attention. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's like knowing a person's going to call. You could say, well, they told me they'd call. Right. But still, it's still... So like you're in tune. Give me an idea. You 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 uh, offered an experiment where you work with a buddy and you you start kind of slow, but at some point you say, "I'm going to think. I'm going to send you mentally send you a number at two o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Um, be ready to receive it." Uh, I mean, is that an experiment that you've done? And how how often is the connection made to the point where the person tells you what the number is? Yeah. So I I'm, I mean I haven't done that in quite a while. But, um, yeah, I've read a lot about it, and I'm, I think that it's, if, if people trust their instinct and we become more aware, unfortunately, I can't give you scientific, um, like, no, details there are no real because studies, I haven't, yeah, I haven't right. done it recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I find it fascinating. I actually kind of want to do that. I want to I test that out and just you see. try it now? Okay, we can try that now. <laughs> we can try that now. I don't now. know that <laughs> I don't know how we do this. Uh, we're live, but uh, um, we could, uh, if you have a suggestion, I'm all I'm all ears. <laughs> how do we do this? Are you going to send me a number, and I'll tell you what number I think you said or, or sending? Yes. Does that sound? What do you think of that? And oh, yeah. I'm going to give you some hints, so it's not as hard. We're going to make it. We're, so I think starting easier and then making it more challenging mm-hmm. is always key, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, like. We're not going to do this, but I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm forming an idea in my mind. But um, generally, like, you know, you could do with a friend. You could do, like, okay, I have a green pen, a red pen, and a blue pen. Depends even. <laughs> and then you have them think of it. Like, you could start super easy. But, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to send you a number, 
Okay, so take some deep breaths. Okay. And I want you to imagine, Davy, a tube from my mind to your mind. Okay, so it's just any kind of tube, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a number, and it's gonna be a two-digit number. It's gonna be a two-digit number between one and fifty, and I'm gonna make it an odd number. I'm gonna actually make. Both numbers, both digits odd, but they're not going to be the same number. You got it? Okay. Those are my hints. Okay. I'm sending you the number. Wah, wah, wah. Sound effects work. Okay. <laughs> you, you just got felt it. Did you feel it? I felt 35. Okay. Okay. Uh, very close. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, no. 35 was going back and forth between 35 and 37. So you got it. Really? Yes. And you know, the interesting thing is somebody in our chat room. I was going to tell you. Somebody somebody in our chat room also said 35, and I did not see that before I said 35. (gasps) So it went went to more than just (laughs) me. That's, that's, That's actually quite amazing. Yeah, see? So if you give yourself a chance to believe, now obviously we had parameters, but I think the more we learn, it's just like practice, right? Practice makes perfect, very sure. cliche, but it's kind of true, don't you think? It <laughs> is, and you know, it's very funny because there's a, there's a delay in our from our chat room um, from them hearing the audio audio of about thirty seconds, and the numbers that came out in the chat room thirty five, thirty seven, thirty five, thirty eight, thirty three. Not everybody listened to the parameters closely or didn't hear them or something. Thirty five, thirty seven. Um, everybody was hitting it close anyway. Exactly. See what I mean? See, people are totally into it. It's like the commercials, right? Once you tune in and you're aware, because I sent it, everyone was picking up on it. Everyone was working. Everyone was trying. And I'm a pretty good sender. So, again, and you can be a really good, you can be a better sender or a better receiver, right? That's why you probably have someone that you're in a relationship with who you feel them more than others. You know what I mean? Like their thoughts. Right. Right. Tonight, we're talking with Erica Soto, psychic entertainer, mind reader. She has a book called Empath Journey to the Magic Within. You can find that on her website, which is her name, ericasotos.com. Erica, my uh, chat room members are far more intelligent than I am. And when you were talking about meditating and how important that is, one of my chat room members, Steph, asked, (laughs) do you ground or what do you do for grounding? I have no idea what that means, but I did want to pass on the question. Yeah, um, I sort of ground Steph, you said. That was the person? Yep, Steph, Steph yep. That was, yeah. Hi, Steph. Uh, thank you. That was a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I ground every morning outside because the very first thing I do before I even meditate, occasionally I'll meditate before I go outside, but is I go outside because for me, like, um, you know, like if you look in the tarot, right, the magician card, he, they have the uh, pentacle, air, water, fire, they have all the elements. So for me, a lot of the magic is elemental. So I go out and I connect to the earth, air, fire, water. So by the time I come home and I sit um, to meditate, I feel really, really connected to the earth. And what Steph is talking about, just so you know, is it's about grounding because, you know, often we're kind of flighty and not connected we ground is like, you know, you can imagine a cord coming out, you know, your root chakra, your feet, you know, pulling you into the earth. And I just actually connect to the earth. That's kind of how I ground. 
Um, when she asked the question in chat, I thought she was making a reference to a TV show called Better Call Saul. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but there's a grounding no. there's a grounding reference. That show tells you how little I know about this particular topic. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that I'm always curious about meditating because I find myself. You know, like I'm one of those the people. If you take me to the beach, I can't sit still for you know for five minutes. I'm done in five minutes. I have to be doing something. I can't imagine sitting quietly and and losing my mind that way. You know, and I mean, you know, losing myself in my mind um, that way. How do? You, what kind of tips do you give to somebody who has real trouble with that kind of focus? Yeah, so I mean, there's Vipassana meditation, the form of Vipassana, which is you focus on your breath. And so, mind you, when I went to India, I did like silent 10 day meditations, basically, where all I did was focus on my breath. And I have to say, they, they were very challenging. For 10 days? Um, I, Hold on. For 10 days, Erica? Yeah, no talking. Yeah. For 10 yeah. days. <laughs> non stop. Yeah, you'd be in hell. You'd no, be yeah, dead. Yeah, no you way. wouldn't have made there's, it right. There's no way. I don't, I, I mean, you weren't even allowed to read. You wow. weren't even allowed to read. Okay. Although I did right. read like the seventh day. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it's really challenging. But I think for 20 minutes a day, it's not hard. So yeah, so you follow your breath. Um, you focus on the subtle sensation of the air coming into your nostril, in and out. And then you have a thought or you're thinking and then you're completely lost in thought and you just like figured out your whole meal or how you were going to solve a problem. You just, as soon as you become aware, you come back to your breath. Um, so that is the basic meditation, but there's actually this great free app uh, you can get on your phone called Insightly Timer, and they have thousands and thousands and thousands of meditations that anyone can download. You know, you could just listen to it for free. You don't even have to download them. And they're guided. So, J.B., you might like that better. They're like, gui- I mean, there's probably Vipassana, but I've listened guided, where it's like you go on a journey and you do this and they tell you what to do. You're throwing that around loosely <laughs> saying I might like that better because I'm, I'm not convinced. I should try it, though. I really should. Do you need a mantra for this? <laughs> you don't have to have a mantra, no. no. I mean, there's mantra meditations, yeah. I mean, you can have a mantra if you want. If mantra's about... Um, I mean, mantras really, if you're trying to have an outcome or an intention and it's about like channeling, like focus and power, like if you're chanting to Ganesha or something. See how I throw words, see how I throw words around that I don't even know what they mean. I just, I feel, I feel like I know. I love it. Um, Getting, getting back to uh, the the train of thought though, that we, we we had before we went to break here, Um, real magic versus uh, trickery magic. We kind of talked about it before, but let's talk, focus on the real magic part of it. You said you believe in that. Where does the energy come from that actually uh, allows someone who is trying to employ real magic uh, have its effectiveness? Where does that energy come from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's everything, right? I think everything is energy. Um, so, I mean, we're energy, right? So, I mean, it's the universe. It's spirit. It's everything we are. It's how we're coexisting and other realities and dimensions, like all at the same time. So, I mean, how do people have astral projection? I mean, it's the same kind of, like, they're able to tap into some kind of, you know, energy field. And that's the whole, like, mind over matter or, you know, creating things with your mind. And you can feel it. Like, you know, when you're in an altered reality, I mean, have you had those experiences? I'm presuming you have. You have this show. Yeah, I, I, when, you know, I don't I don't know yeah. that I can explain them or define them, but I certainly have had experiences that would fall into those categories. Right, right. 
and yeah, I, so I don't know if I could say like where it comes from. I mean, I guess I think everything is energy. So it's, it's just all around us at all times. So it's basically it's just, just we're not pulling here. the energy that's yeah. all, already around us and focusing it to try to affect something. Yeah, I guess so. Is that a fair mm-hmm. word? Okay. I guess that's a, yeah, see how good you are at defining magic? Did we did we already do the mind reading thing? I mean, we did this experiment with the numbers, but uh, can you read the minds? We could try of, it again. Can you read Shall the we minds? Try it again? Well, can you read the minds of our listeners? I mean, over, you know, the people that are listening to us over the air. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Let's do it. So, I mean, we could try. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read their minds. Okay. I'm going to have, or should I have them? Should we try the number thing one more time where they read my mind? Whatever what do you think. Is whatever, that? whatever you think you want to start with. Okay, so let's. Okay, so let's have your um, people. Let's have. Yeah. So, do we want someone to call in, or I'm gonna gonna read everyone's minds, or maybe I can transmit something? Let me think. Um, now you take callers, right? Yeah. Oh no, we, I'm gonna do it to everyone. Okay. I'm gonna do it to everyone. Okay. I'm gonna read their minds. Okay, so get a piece of paper and a pen. Now you're talking to my listeners. Get a piece of paper and a pen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to see. So this is going to be a multifaceted mind reading, right? So I'm going to try to read everyone's mind while at the same time tapping into an energy where I can kind of maybe I want to say control or sense what people are doing. So we're going to kind of tap into this. Okay, I feel it. It's like this mystical energy. Words are hard to explain. So everyone has a pen or a pencil. Now, I want you to relax your mind and look at the paper and take a nice deep breath. And I want you to draw a symbol, a basic, actually a basic geometric shape. Just draw a basic geometric shape like a square or a rectangle. Nothing so difficult or complicated. Just relax. Just relax. And I'm going to try to... Okay, I can feel it. People are drawing it. Someone's really thinking a lot. There's a Libra out there. Who is that person? I'm a Libra, so I relate. Okay, so you've got it. I feel that people have drawn their object. I mean, their, yeah, their, their basic geometric shape. And let's do two, because I like two. So what you're all going to do now is I want you to draw another simple geometric basic shape, but I want you to this time draw it, how about it, uh, out inside, no, draw it around the first shape. So draw this shape around the first shape. So now you have a basic shape inside and another shape outside. So everyone's done that, right? Now, I'm not in the chat room, so I have no idea what's going on. I'm just talking to you on the phone, sitting in my office. Um, and so people could so people could either call in JV Wright or they could put in the chat room what they've drawn, and I'll just tell what I picked up on people drawing. Okay, yeah, people can listen in the chat room. We just have to remember there's about a 20-second delay. Right, so, so I... Right, there's a 20-second delay, right. That's fine. That's fine. So, so, so at this point... I send, so I want you to type in now if I received your image, because what I picked up on is a triangle inside a circle. That's what I picked up on. Triangle? I felt... Mm-hmm, triangle. I had about 17 people 
draw that or something. I actually think one of them drew a circle inside the triangle. So as you feel this, I mean, do you feel like a wave of energy with so many people doing it at the same time? Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's what happened to the cell phone, actually, because the shapes are very, you know, triangles are like kind of have those hard edges. And so sometimes things can like form entities or something. So I'm wondering if somehow like that happens. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of static on the phone. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. amazing that we can do it in technology, through technology, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. So as I'm looking through the descriptions here, we've got a lot of triangles. A couple people went a little bit fancy. I've got star in a triangle. I've got a triangle with a square. I'm not sure which is in which. I've got, uh, um, uh, let's see, circle in a square, star in a triangle, triangle in a rectangle, octagon in a triangle. Of course, some people just are awfully fancy artists. Um, Triangle (laughs) triangle inside a circle. That's what we were talking about. Um, A lot of triangles in squares. A lot of triangles in squares. So a lot of people, right. But almost so again, everybody, almost everybody mm-hmm. had a triangle in, in some form or another. Yes. Telepathy. Almost every yes. single one of them. In fact, I'm looking other, so, than, other than yeah, the star, everyone. which the star has triangles in it. Um, and I think there was one octagon. No, that's an octagon inside a triangle. Every single person has triangles. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because a triangle is such a sacred shape. I mean, it's such a like a sacred geometric shape. And so all the people listening to your show, of course, thinking outside the box, the, the opposite of the reality police, right? The people who listen to the show. And um, so that's great. So yeah, so telepathy. So I picked up on that. Let's. I was thinking since we did the number, shall we do the number again? Maybe two for yeah. people. Yeah, let's do that well, again. Okay. That was fun. I want to prove, I want not prove, but I want people to really trust themselves, right? So to go for the first thing they get, you know, to not overthink it. So, uh, cool. Let's, um, again, I want everyone to concentrate. Actually, relax your mind. I think that'd be better. Just relax and open, okay? So what we're going to do is I'm going to send you a number, but like I did before, I'm just going to give you a couple hints because otherwise, you know, it's thousands of numbers. It could be anything. And I'll say the number. You know, and then I know there's the 20-second delay, and people could write in the room how they did. Okay? So I'm now visualizing it, right? So how do we communicate? We can communicate by picture. So I'm now seeing this number going into the ether all around the country, and now I'm thinking of a number. This time I'm going to do, let's see, between 50 and 100, I think. And this time instead of odd, I want to do an even number. I'm going to do, yeah, both digits are even, but they're not the same, okay? So it's an even number between 50 and 100. Even number between even number between 50 and 100. Both of the digits of the two-digit number are even, but it's not the same number twice. So it wouldn't be 88. It's not the same correct. number. Okay. Correct, correct. All right. So, okay. every- so I'm now imagining it, and um, I am going to tell you what the number is. So, okay, there's a couple people. Yep, that person right there, trust yourself, sitting on her couch. Okay, that number, that's the number. And the number that I'm thinking of, and then I want you to, you know, again, I'm not in the chat room, but you can do like you're doing in the report, is 
68. Now, if you got it correct or didn't wow. get it correct, let's see how you did. Okay. And again, we pick up on things. If you get 66, if, you know, which would be the same, but we have to trust little wins. Like if you get this, you know, all right, if, all right, so hold right? on, so hold on, because mm-hmm. I just want to go through these quickly for you. Okay, so first of all, uh, Toey, who is a regular chat room member, didn't listen to instructions because she wrote thirteen. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picking on Toey. <laughs> That's I'm, my favorite. Well, I want to <laughs> say yay you because thirteen is my favorite number, and I'm always thinking thirteen. So she's probably picking up on something. Right. Maybe she's tuning in. That I mean, I am like obsessed with thirteen. Here are the numbers. Like I'm just going to read them in order as they're appearing in the chat room: sixty-four, eighty-six, eighty-two. 68, 62, ooh, ooh. 62, 68, 86, 62, 68, 64, wow. 60, uh, 68, uh, 68, oh 64, 68. Okay, I just want to say everybody got the six, right? It seems like either there, 86, there were quite a few 86s, there were, and there were yep. so many 60-somethings, there was, and then there was a lot of 60s. There was one eighty-two, uh, but I think almost everybody else got the six in there somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that person got the eight. That's right, eighty-six. So, couple, couple of eighty-sixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a and the six- eighty-two had the eight, but they had it first. Right. So, right. So that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. So your people are Am I? Are, are you know. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have a, we have a good audience. What do you think? Um, you know, for people who who's like me who feel like you're, I'm about as sensitive in this in terms of psychic ability as a rock. Um, what do you think the biggest blocks or obstacles are to people who feel that way about their psychic or sensitivities? So, I mean, first of all, I doubt that you're a psychic as a rock because well, rocks are pretty psychic, so you're probably pretty damn psychic. Um, <laughs> You know, the native peoples call rocks, rock people. I mean, rocks communicate. I mean, they communicate to me. Like, I like rocks and plants, and, you know, I feel like rocks are alive, right? They're part of the earth. So um, they just don't communicate in a way that we're aware of, which is probably for you, like, and when you say that you're a psychic as a rock, like, what does that mean? Like, you think you don't, you're not intuitive? I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I have those types of sensitivities. I don't feel like I get that energy, even though we did a little experiment there and we did obviously have some kind of connection. I just don't generally feel like I've got those types of sensitivities. Do you want them? I don't know. Uh, sometimes it scares me to think. That, I, I often ask people that I have on the program, particularly you know when they talk about uh, being a psychic or even a medium. I'm like, how do you how do you turn it off? Can you turn it off? And and does it interfere with your life having these these uh, you know these uh, messages coming to you from everywhere? Yeah. So that that is a good start to answer your question. I think a one one of the blocks is fear. I think that we're scared. You know, we we want to believe in magic, but we don't want to believe in magic. You know, we want, I mean, we have a culture of, like, the, rea- like the reality police, you know, where um, it's scary, and it definitely is scary. I mean, once you start seeing ghosts, like, really, that's kind of scary. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't have to be, because I believe that while there may be scary things, most things are benevolent, you know? And so, I mean... You know, not everything, obviously, even in the world is benevolent. So there's fear. We have to, not have to, but if we want to open and unblock some of these channels, I would say uh, trusting, right? Um, so, right, so the question is, what are the blocks, right? Fear, society, 
tells us that things aren't real. We're all so busy. We're go, 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 go. We're not paying attention. So we're in a, you know, we're in a rush. We don't, um, we don't believe in magic. We, we don't listen and our imaginations. I feel like our world is kind of, you know, we have like a stifled imagination. So we can cultivate all of those things, which can help us be more psychic or telepathic and empathic. You um, do a great job of breaking it down, breaking all this down into into oh, into things thanks. that people can understand uh, from almost you know from everyday thought and practice. Um, do you feel as though these energies and these these this this ability to read and and uh, harness these energies are an, an innate quality for everyone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when we come into the world, we're very very open. Do you, and then, do you think along the way yeah. we're taught to ignore it? Oh, my God, yes. We're, we're in this society where it's all about accomplishing, right? It's all about what can I make happen? What can I, you know, money and survival. I mean, I get it, right? You get sick, you have to go to the doctor. Like, I mean, I understand the the physical world and the restrictions that it has, but I think it kind of it pushes the magic out of us and our, our psychic powers or whatever you want to call it, our ability to feel what others feel, to see spirits that gets like, um, trained out of us. We go to school. It's very practical. You know, we're learning like the capitals of states, like instead of trusting our intuition, which is ridiculous. You should learn how to trust your intuition. That's way more important. I think that energy <laughs> is still wreaking havoc with your phone a little bit too. I'm hearing a lot of chirps and buzzes and stuff, so I'm not sure. Hopefully, we don't lose um, you again. No, it's okay. I just wanted to I warn you. I don't hear you. anything. I'm yeah. so sorry. It's I don't okay. know why. I just wanted to warn you in case in case we lose you again. Um, we'll, we will get you back, um, but we do only have about ten minutes left with you. So I want to, I want to. Uh, ask you more about your work because i know that you you do things live you you do shows in fact you have a show that's been running in denver for quite some time tell us about that yeah so i have a monthly show uh it's called the magic within psychic explorations with erica sodas and it performs at a really really uh funky cool iconic nightclub in denver and it is, uh, it's been there seven years now. We're in our seventh year, so it's very, very exciting. Uh, it's a beautiful place. You can have dinner or drinks or dessert if you want. I have a musical opening act, and it's, it's uh, telepathy, prediction, synchronicity. I have many, many regulars who come back, but the heart of the show is, you know, people think of questions, and I answer their questions, and it's uh so, yeah, so it's in Denver, Colorado. So if you're in Denver, um, actually, we, we there's a couple months a year we skip for a variety of reasons. I don't have any show this month, but if you're in out, you know, in Colorado anywhere, my next show will be the last Saturday of March, which I believe is the 29th. I'm not actually looking at my calendar at the moment. Um, and I travel for shows, too. So I love doing shows all different places. So, do, you, do you have yeah, uh, live you have, is my do you, favorite. Do you have shows scheduled around the country right now? I do. I have a number of them. Um, the one that I'm the most excited about is uh, maybe some of your listeners know. I don't know. It's called Starwood Festival. It's actually the longest running kind of magical pagan festival in the country. Um, I believe this is its 40th year. I'll be performing there and I'll be doing a bunch of workshops and different things and magic and memory. And I'll do a psychic show and a, a stage show. And it's in Ohio. <laughs> Believe it or not, in this beautiful space 
So people want to come to the festival, and they're in Ohio. Did you say when it was? Oh, it's July. I believe it's July 8th, the week of July 8th, Starwood Festival, it's called. It's pretty magical, and there's fireflies, which we don't have here in Colorado, so it's really magical. That, 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 that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I had uh, a friend who... Um, Came to the East Coast and saw fireflies for the first time. You think, <gasps> you think they'd saw angels? <laughs> it's, it's uh, I, I guess when you're just yeah. used to them, you're used to them. So, and that's what I mean about magic. To them, it was magic, like right. real magic. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. How, how do we? You know, you know, we all have busy lives. You know, many of us have kids. Mine, thankfully, are adults now. Um, but there's there's a lot of distractions in our lives and a lot of things going on. How do we, first of all, experience more magic in our lives, and how do we use it to help us make every day a little bit better? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, um, yeah, so experiencing more magic in our lives is so important. Um getting outside and paying attention to the wonders of the natural world, right? Like your friend with the fireflies. Every morning when I go for a walk, I see something miraculous, literally, like the way the ice forms in the creek, the way the, um, the clouds are, right? Opening up to spirits when you wake up asking to be guided and see spirits, because wouldn't it feel so good to sense, to know, to hear that there's other beings around us and it's not just us, right? Looking at flowers and asking her or him to talk to you, right? Writing, having fun and play. I feel like the more play we have, and I would encourage everyone to tap into their creativity because I think creativity is magic. And, you know, I know you said we only have, a little bit of time, right? Is that true? Like five minutes or so? Because I was thinking maybe we could do like, I could do like a little ritual now for your listeners, a little bit of magic to help them tap into their magic within. Would that be cool? Do we have, how much time do we have? Yeah, I think we have enough time to let, to do that. Sure, let's do that. Yeah, it's not very long, and then you can ask me whatever questions you need. But I, I, I don't know, I just, this is, this is coming to me now that this might be really, really fun. So it's simple. It's simple and it's fun, and it's like a little magical ritual. So I imagine a lot of your listeners are into tarot. Is that right, JV? Are they? Yeah, we 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 have had yeah. several uh, people on the program that uh, do that. We get a lot of response to that. Sure. So since our talk is very much about magic, we're going to focus on the magician card. The magician card is such a wonderful card, right? Um, they point up, they point down, they have all the elements, and I think that that's what we all want to experience, more magic. So we're going to do something about the, about magic. So I'd love for you now, listeners, to, um, if you have a deck of cards, that would be great. You only need, we're just going to work with, say, um, 10 cards. So if you just grab 10 cards. And if you don't have cards, you can use, like, playing cards, like just a regular deck of bicycle cards. You can use business cards or note cards or Uno cards or any kind of cards you have. So just take any 10 cards? Correct. I have a deck of cards here. I'm I'm doing this, yes. (laughs) Yes, I would love you all to now grab uh, 10 cards. And I think 10 is a cool number because, you know, we're in 2020 now, and a lot of people are really excited because, um, you know, it's like a new decade, so it excites people. It's a new beginning. And 10, as I'm sure a lot of people know, is a new beginning, right? It's the first 
of the double digits. So let's do 10. And I want you to mix your 10 cards, please, when you have them. And just, you know, mix them, take some nice deep breaths, kind of connect to your cards, connect to your internal power, and just stop whenever you want. So, you know, just stop whenever you feel. You can give it a good mix. Now, at this point, obviously, I don't know what cards you have. I don't even, all I know is you have 10 cards. But I think it'll be more magical if every, like, people are working with a different amount of cards. So what I want everyone to do who's listening, as well as our lovely host, is get rid of some cards. But I want to make sure you still have a good amount of cards. So maybe get rid of uh, between two and six cards. So more than one, but I want you to have at least four. Between two, between two and six, and everybody can choose whatever quantity they want to get rid of, but between two yeah, and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and just discard the other cards. Just move them away. We're not going to need them. Okay. okay. So everyone's holding any amount of cards, obviously. You know, well, between, you know, within reason, right? Because we got rid of a, a set amount, but it was sort of a free choice for most of you. So now what I want you to do is I want you to look at the bottom card in the packet that you're holding, Okay, and if you're using, like, business cards or note cards or something, I want you to write on that card, the bottom card, write, I am magic, or just write, I am a magician or magician, because we, this is going to be your special card for this. Okay. 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 Right, so, so you got your bottom card, right? I hope yep. you like that card. Do you like that card? Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to. So, not necessarily, <laughs> but um, um, there's power and things they don't like, I guess. So what you're going to do now is you're going to, um, with the card still on the bottom, since we're focusing on the magician, we're going to now channel in this moment here talking. This has been such a great conversation. I'm loving, loving it. I can't believe how fast it went. We're going to channel the power of the magician, right, the energy, right? He comes right after the fool, Right? So jumping in, finding your power. So what I want you all to do is now take the top card, hold it in front of you, and say M, right? Which is obviously the first letter of magician. And now put that to the bottom of the packet. Okay, before, just so I understand, now the, the card that was on the bottom is the one that we said was this special card. Now you want us to take the top card? Correct. Take look, the top card of the pack. Should we look at it? Take it. L look at what it is? Or want to look at it you don't need to look at it it's not really important at this point the only card that's important is that other card but we're going to lose that card in the pack so okay. you're going to take the top card and we're channeling the magician for all you and all your listeners right to find our power to make the world better to tap into our potential you're going to take it you're going to say m and you're going to place it to the bottom of the packet m does that make sense yes it does and m, yeah. m and now it's on the bottom and now you're going to take the next card that's top on the top and you're mm -hmm. going to say a and now you're going to place that card to the bottom. A. And now, yep, mm -hmm. and now you're going to take the next card, and you're going to say G, and you're going to place that card to the bottom. G. And now you're going to say I, right, because we're calling in the magician, mm -hmm. and you're going to place that card to the bottom. I. And now I think you all see what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. C, place it to the bottom. C. I. Place it to the bottom. I. A. Place it to the bottom. And the last letter of magician is N. So A. now you're going to place that to the bottom. N. Right? Yep. So, so now we've called in the power of the magician, but we're not done yet. 
Because if you look at the card, I mean, I have many, many tarot, but in the traditional rider, they have one hand pointing up and one hand pointing down, right? And that's because they're channeling the heavens, right, the universal inspiration, and they're also grounded, like uh, that beautiful uh, listener said, grounded or connected, as above, so below. So now you're going to take the card that's currently on top, you're going to deal it to the table and say, as above. All right, say that again, we're going to do what? You're going to take the card that's currently on the top. Yep. You're going to take it. You're going to deal it on the table and say, as above. Face up or face down? You are so good. Face down. Face down. (laughs) If you really want to do it face up, you can. But face down, I think I like that. And we're going to say, as above? Correct, right? Like the magician card. As above. above. I don't know if you know the image. Yeah, as above. As above. Right? We're channeling the power. Now you're going to take the next card that's top, and you're going to move it to the bottom of the pack. Right? You're not going to deal it. You're going to move it to the bottom of the pack, and you're going to say, so below. So below. Correct. And now, and whenever, we're going to keep going, because I know most of you still have cards, but once you have one card in your hand, you're kind of done at that point, right? But now we're going to keep going. You're going to take the card that's top, and you're going to say, as above, and place it on top of the other card that's on the table. As above. Okay. And now you're going to take the card that's on top, and you're going to place it to the bottom of the pack and say, so below. So below. And now you take the card that's on the top and say, place it, you know, place it on the table and say, as above. As above. And then the next card, so below. So below. And place it to the bottom. And I know a couple of you still have cards, so we'll keep going. So you'll take the next card, place it on the table and say, as above. As above. And I think almost every, yep. And the next one, so below to the bottom. So below. And then the next one that's on top, place it on the table and say, as above, and then place the next one so below. And I'm pretty sure, does anyone still have cards? As above. I have one card in my hand. Perfect. Okay. I'm pretty sure everyone, if you, I'm pretty sure everyone at this point, um, that might, um, does, you know, only has one card. Now, don't look at it yet. I, what I want you to do, I want everyone now, you two, take a deep breath. And I want you to say, or think, if you don't want to say it out loud, I give myself permission to be magic. I give myself permission to be magic. And for you, if you want, JV, you can say, and psychic. And psychic. But only when I want to be. But only (laughs) when I want to be. Yeah. And this way you can turn it on and off, which is the best. Okay, now... If it worked, if we've channeled the power of the magician and you're all intuitive and telepathic, turn over your card and it should be your special card that you got earlier. Turn Turn it over now and let's see and hear from everybody. Turn over the card that we have in our hand? Is that what we're saying? Yes, turn it over, JV. This should be your card. It is my card. And what are your listeners? I guess there's a 20 second delay, so we don't know. Yeah, we'll, ha- we'll have to see if, if it worked for them too. But it certainly worked for me, and I I, I showed it to the uh, to the camera too, so everybody saw the card in the beginning, and it's the same card. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to watch the video later. So I'm waiting for um, folks in the chat to uh, tell us what if if it, the same thing happened for them. I'm not sure how many had cards available to them when they started it, but. Um, I got I got one profanity, holy blank, <laughs> and an oh my god, and my oh so really what was the card? <laughs> oh 
curious what the curse was. Okay, it, I'll go it, on. It was, it was, it was S-H-I-T, holy. Um, and then, oh, my God, mine too. It worked. Um, uh, Melissa said nope. Oh, okay. Diamond Cut said totally worked for me. Danny said it worked. Um, that's amazing. Mine mm-hmm. was the one of circles. That must be actually from a tarot deck, right? Is that a, yeah, is, or is that a joke or one is that a real card? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that means either. And I encourage everybody too to like, you know, put that card on your fridge, right? I mean, maybe you don't want to destroy your deck, but right. I am magic or I am a magician. You know, that's a good thing to meditate on that card. Put it on your altar or in your wallet, you know, in your wallet or something. Are there still people saying anything? I'm curious. I'm getting, I'm getting, re- they- yeah, I'm getting repeat messages from some of the folks that already got them. Uh, King of Clubs, Two of Diamonds, um, yeah. So yeah, it seemed it seemed to be, um, with the exception of one, I think uh, it seemed to work for everybody. The circles. Oh right, one. Yeah. And if we had time, you know, what's really fun to do. But I know we're like you said, we're drawing a close. I mean, it's really fun to then read those cards, right? Like what what you know, what the cards are, and then I could give you a reading. That's always really fun. Well, Erica, we're <laughs> so. going ha- we to have to have you back on the program. This was a really good time. And, oh, uh, I would love to. Very mm-hmm. interesting as well. Let everybody know, once again, where they can get more information about your work, follow your appearances, all that stuff. Oh, thank you so much. So my website is ericasotis.com, which is E-R-I-C-A, and my last name is a palindrome, so it's the same forwards and back, S like sunshine, O-D like dog, O-S, like sunshine um if you're in denver i have a monthly show it's like 10 months a year and i travel so i'd love to come perform for you i have a facebook fan page um i often post divination videos and information please sign up for my newsletter you can do that on my website i send out a newsletter once a month i send out how to improve your memory and your telepathy and again i do these like special magic videos i am also on instagram um it's my name and like i said i have the fan page so i'd love to connect with people more and yeah this has been so fun Uh, you ask wonderful questions it's been great thank you and thank you very much for being here like i said we'll have you back best of luck with everything and uh, look forward to talking to you soon that definitely jv and have a beautiful rest of your evening and show Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.